Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing equality and innovation back to Black, Indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They are actually leading the way. And today we have Beck Mylonis here. We're talking all things channeling, self-love, mastery, divine inner union, shadow alchemy. She is a priestess, alchemist, psychic channel, a new earth leader, creatrix, speaker, and writer who is passionate about helping people navigate their awakening and initiation process in order to step into their fullest, highest, and most aligned version of their soul self. Welcome Hi. to the show, back. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> uh, me, me too. I think we're going to have so many things to talk about today, but first I wanted to hear, how did you get to become this channel, this alchemist, this priestess? Because I know you help people a lot with their own shadow work and how to alchemize that into Mm -hmm. finding their own gifts. So I'm sure there's a beautiful heroine's journey that brought you here. Absolutely. I've managed to get this story down to like two minutes, (laughs) which is a, that's a fucking achievement in itself because I could go on for days talking about this journey, but, um, the short form version of the story is long, long, long story short. My spiritual awakening process began in about 2010, 2012, somewhere around there. I was like 19, 18, out of high school. Um, and I was going through a lot of like mental health problems and I was really depressed and just like, if this is all that life is, like, I don't want to be here. Right. Like, I just want to fucking check out. I want to kill myself. Like I can't do this. Right. And that I probably should have said spoiler, like not spoiler alert, trauma alert, whatever it is, trigger alert, trigger, trigger alert. Um, and it forced me to really look at my life and question, you know, why I was this way and what I could do to move out of it. At the same time, I had this burning desire in me and this feeling like I was here for something more. And so it was like, I know that I'm here to do this thing. And there's this burning desire. And if I don't do it, like I can't be here. Like it was just really intense pressure for me to discover what my purpose was. And so through my early twenties, I went through this long, uh, experiment experimentation of all of these different tangents i was a musician a performer a dancer a filmmaker a writer like a bunch of different things that i tried out and in the process of trying all of these different things i kind of came to this 
wisdom or knowledge that I'm here to be helping people. Um, and this was also sort of running parallel to my own healing journey. So it was the own healing work that I was doing on myself. Um, I was trying to attract love at the time, all through my twenties. I was obsessed. It was the, the thing, the thing that was like waking me up, like I want to attract a partner. And I kept attracting the same type of man over and over again, these emotionally unavailable men who couldn't meet me. And um, I started to, you know, as I was getting into self-development and healing my patterns and stuff, I was like, well, I can't keep attracting the same thing and blame everyone else. Like there's something in me. Right. So that's when the deep healing work really started for me. And I started seeing healers and doing mindset work. And I got into like, I, I would call it babies or beginner spirituality, like law of attraction, all of that stuff, which is like the nice fluffy stuff. And you're like, oh, this is nice. I'm going to create my reality. And then your soul drags you kicking and screaming down the dark night of the soul path. And you're like, fuck, why did I sign up for this? Right. Um, but it started like that, like an inquiry into why am I the way that I am? Why am I so depressed? You know, why, why is my life this way? And what am I here for? Which led me on this healing journey, which eventually started opening me to my psychic gifts. So I used to constantly kind of come up against these people like healers and shamans who would say to me, you're super intuitive. You have this gift. And I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about, guys. You're insane. Um, and along the way, I started seeing more of these gifts kind of coming through and I was really doubtful of them at the start. And I suppose the culmination of that or, or the point where I was like, oh, this is really a thing was I had heard this message um, really clearly in my soul. At the time I was living in Melbourne, I had a partner, I had a stable job, I had a, you know, all the, all the boxes were checked and I was living this life, but I was freaking miserable. And I just started my coaching business as a relationship coach. And something in me said, you need to leave everything behind and go to Bali. And I was like, whoa, like dump your boyfriend, quit your job, leave, go to Bali, focus on your healing and focus on your coaching business. And I was like, that is the craziest thing that I could ever possibly hear because at the time I'd only been to Bali once and I didn't really enjoy it that much. And I was like, well, that's, that's some crazy shit. And I could have possibly have come up with that on my own. So I jumped off the cliff basically. <laughs> I was like, spirit, catch me. Um, and then I went into this deep, deep healing when I got there. And after a year of trying to make my um, business as a coach work and feeling blocked and kind of thwarted and denied the whole time, getting really frustrated, I was like, okay, clearly you're showing me that I'm a healer. And I kept being like, well, I'm going to focus on my coaching business and then I'll learn how to be a healer. And spirit was like, nah, nah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when I eventually let that go, I set myself fully broke and I had to go back to my parents in Sydney with my tail between my legs, which was rock bottom for me. Right. Cause I've been living out of home since I was 18 and it was the worst possible imaginable scenario for me wanting to make it as an entrepreneur and being independent and all of that. And I was like, okay, well, I have got no cards left. So if I'm this healer that everyone keeps saying, then show me. And it was from that, it was like this rapid initiation process that happened. My Kundalini spontaneously awoke. And I can explain what that is in a moment, because I'm sure there's people who don't know what that means. And I started remembering um, all of these past lifetimes as a priestess and a shaman and a healer and it was, it was quite intense. I thought I was going crazy, um, hearing voices, speaking in other languages. My body was contorting in all these crazy ways. I was taken, taken to the depths of psychosis, it felt like. Um, but in those clearings and those healings that I was doing on myself, I was pulling back parts of my soul from those lifetimes. So it's like I went to bed, this normal person, and I woke up 
with these incredible gifts like months later and suddenly I could read past lifetimes and I could do healing work and then it kind of was just this process of unfolding where I was like oh you're here to activate healers and you know do it in this context and then it just kept growing and growing and growing and then galactic beings started coming in and grid work started coming in and all these crazy things that led me here and now I'm like okay this is clearly it's my mission I understand um and it keeps unfolding and it doesn't get easier like it gets easier in ways but it's it gets more intense as it goes along um but now at least I know what I'm here for and I use my gifts to help others to activate their gifts and navigate this process because I think when people start on this journey they think it's going to be easy and light and there's a lot of spiritual bypassing and love and light out there and people don't recognize that this takes you to the depths like you were taken to some places where oh like yeah I, there's no words for the places that i've been taken to um which ultimately has showed me my strength so that's kind of the brief version i think that, that was still not as brief as it could be but that's the brief version <laughs> but very yeah. very beautiful I, yeah I, I similar story it always starts off with relationships right like but mm. like, i find like that is so bred into like our culture as a woman but that mm. is the call that that that's where the breadcrumb that led you to go and go and search and find more and, and it's the call to love right yeah, like we all call, have this which desire is, to love which is loving ourselves which exactly. is being loved by the divine right so yeah. it, I used to get so frustrated when I've been sent a bunch of soulmates like to help me heal like through relationships or connections or whatever it was and i'd get so frustrated that it wasn't the one it wasn't the one and i was just all this like karma and trauma and stuff that i had to heal and why but i through the process was learning it's not actually about anyone else it's about me being in a vessel of love and it's about me loving myself so yeah <laughs> yeah 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 which is like sounds like the very fluffy self-love take a bath kind of positive mm -hmm. thing but my experience has been the same when you start to really surrender and allow this energy which is you to move through you mm -hmm. it goes to some places things come up emotions come up depends on your experience for me it's a lot of emotional physical energy moving um like almost like an exorcism but oh my god yes i'm so glad you said that like the it's hours that i've spent like holding myself having these experiences being like i would be checked into a mental institution yeah. if someone was to see me going through this right now but we're here like yeah. truly as souls on this path to attain emotional mastery and emotional mastery isn't what a lot of the mindset industry tells us, which is like negate your emotions and be positive, right? Like that's not emotional mastery is being able to hold yourself in that grief and that pain and that whatever it is and be that supportive lover or that divine masculine presence or whatever it is that you need from someone else, be that for yourself in those moments where that stuff is coming up, which is really painful. And to be honest, like I've had a couple of days, I've come out to the coast, um, just to have some time on my own and process some stuff. And there's been some stuff coming up as my, I can feel this huge expansion in my heart chakra, right? And as all this pure energy is coming through me, it's bringing up 
like deeper levels of shit. And it's this constant training process for me of how can I bring myself back to love? How can I hold these emotions and not validate them, but not negate them, right? Like be like, I see you, the part of me that feels rejected and abandoned and sad and lonely and alienated and depressed and whatever it is and not identify with that, which is really difficult because you can get into this victim mentality of my emotions are happening to me and I can't control them, which is, this is my biggest thing. It's this whole shtick about this victim thing of like, it's happening to me. This spiritual awakening is happening to me. My Kundalini is happening to me, but it's like, it's a gift, like truly to be able to transcend your own stuff by being able to lovingly hold yourself in that space. And through that self-compassion and love that you have for yourself, then you can extend that to others, right? Um, because you've had to hold yourself in some pretty ugly spaces and see some stuff that's really not nice. Like my shadow is incredibly dark and she's a pain in the ass and I want to smack her on the head sometimes, but I love her. I love her because she's just a part of me that hasn't been heard, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally agree. And for me, it's like when that is happening, to re to really remember what you just said, not identify with that victimhood. It's happening for me. Mm -hmm. Like, because I am awakening, because I'm showing up, because I'm loving myself more at a deeper level, this lower gunk or vibration, the darkness has to come up because energy naturally wants to come up with you. So I, every time I go through a dark night of the soul like that, I, it, I, my darkness wants to forget that, but I have to keep remind myself, remind myself, mm -hmm. remind myself, because it is, it doesn't matter how long you've been in this work. Sometimes when you are in it, it's like you, you, you do forget. really get into that victimhood mentality. Mm -hmm. So how, you know, I know, I know you're a channeler, a healer, you help people kind of awaken and alchemize those, that, that shadow, how, mm -hmm how can we start to work with that if we're in it and it's coming up that so we can love it so we don't have to identify in the victim but we can still love it and have it be yeah safe. yeah totally it always comes down to self-compassion for me and like how can i truly learn to love this part of myself that I want to smack in the head that I want it to be over. Like, how can I stop resisting what's being shown to me? Because it's like that saying of the more you resist persists or the more you resist it persists, whatever the saying is, you know, the saying, everyone knows the saying. Um, and I find whenever I try and avoid what's coming up because it's too much or because I feel like I can't hold it. And I literally bring myself back to, so I perceive the universe or the source or love or whatever as this maternal mother energy, right? And my mantra is always, mama, I trust you. So whenever I've done big plant medicine journeys, which I have like big hesitance towards because I'm so open, it just takes me to this like crazy place. Particularly I did this five gram mushroom journey like a couple years ago, and it was terrifying for me because I had complete ego death and I was dissolved into nothingness, which is great because then I was dissolved into everythingness, but there were moments where I was like, Whoa, I'm dying. And this is terrifying. Right. And I just kept saying to myself over and over in my head, mama, I trust you, mama, I trust you. I trust you for showing this to me. I trust you. I trust you. There's a reason. And it's bringing yourself back to like this thought or this feeling within you that you don't have to process this alone that you're so supported and you're held and it's just asking like whenever something's coming up okay how is this keeping me in separation when these emotions are coming up what is this creating right and and that again becomes frustrating because when you become aware of this stuff then you you're looking at your whole 
life and you're like, but I've created all this, but I don't know why. And I like trying to find the one thing and then you get looped into these healing holes of trying to find the fucking thing all the time. But sometimes it's as simple as being like, I've created this and I forgive myself for creating this and I'm going to hold the part of myself that created it and not tell her that she needs to be better. Right. Okay. That's interesting. This morning they were like, you're going to go into like self-acceptance on, on the, we, when we're on this journey, we believe that there's this finish point that enlightenment that we're trying to reach. Right. And the reality is we're never going to reach that. I mean, there's different stages of it, but I believe that we always are here to hear, heal and evolve and we can always heal and evolve more. So as, as long as you are putting your focus on why can't I be more healed or why can't I be over this pattern or why is this still coming up or why aren't I here? You're constantly going to be keeping yourself in this dissatisfaction instead of just being present with what's showing up and being like, okay, this is showing up. It doesn't feel good, but I know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And some of us like, and I can feel this in your audience when I'm speaking um, because this has been my process too. And, and a lot of the women that I help and men, they say to me, like, I have been in this battle with my soul for so long and it's so dark and it like, I do this work and it just keeps getting harder. It doesn't get easier. It feels like the depths get bigger. Um, the periods get longer when I'm in this initiation process. And my invitation for you is to start seeing that as you are there because of the amount of light that you can now hold. Like you are being put to these places that's more painful, more, you know, more grief, deeper loss, whatever it is, you're being shown that stuff because you're ready to, because you can hold more love to alchemize that. And it will always inevitably shift. Like sometimes it takes fucking forever for that shift to come and you feel better and you've released some stuff and then, Oh, look, the cool shit's showing up. Someone just paid me five grand or like, we you know oh, a nice man just ended up on my doorstep. Take some time for that stuff to show up, but look to, how you're shifting and how, you know, how the difference is and how you're relating to people and the small things in your environment. So for instance, I had a really hard time kind of with my parents um, and I wanted to leave and, and not be near them because they were so triggering for me and I hated them and rah, 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 all this stuff because they traumatized me. Right. <laughs> and a huge milestone that I've reached recently as I came back to Australia, I've been living in Bali for the past four years. Um, my own healing process and I've come back here and I've been able to have this beautiful harmonious relationship with them where I'm not triggered anymore and it's just calming and peaceful and yes there's things that come up and I'm like you piss me off or whatever it is inevitably it's going to happen but looking at how I relate in those situations and instead of being like my my um indicator of oh I've cleared some stuff and I've evolved used to be the stuff in my external showing up and now my indication of how far I've come is how I'm feeling, right? So I feel more peace in those situations where I used to be triggered. I um, am capable of regulating myself more easily. I'm capable of when all these horrible emotions are coming up, bringing myself back to love quicker. So start looking at how you're feeling as a barometer. Have you taken the anxious personality quiz yet? Real talk, not all anxiety is created equal, nor can you manifest the same way with it. Yes, that's true. You can manifest with your anxiety. I created this quiz so you can figure out how your anxiety manifests in your life, your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions. And when we have more insight into what our triggers and how to catch them faster, we're able to make lasting change and amplify what we want to manifest in our life. You can find out your anxious personality type at anxiousquiz.com. Learn to embrace and manifest with your anxiety today.
rather than what's showing up. Um, because at the start of this journey, the manifestations seem to be really quick and the universe wants to give you all these signs to keep you on the path, right? Oh, there's a rainbow. There's five, 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 a million times. There's this cool thing. As, as soon as you cleared some stuff, it shows up. And my experience has been like, it kind of gets slower, like the periods are longer of those depths as you go on the path because you don't need that constant reassurance. And so also what happens, um, ironically, is you feel more disconnected. When you felt connected and you felt what it feels like to be this pure channel and you can access all that guidance and you feel so in the flow and the vortex, and then suddenly you're back in this period of the, the deep healing or whatever, it's very like shocking when you've felt that love and you know what that love feels like to then go back. And um, it's almost more challenging because you're like, where are you? I need you now, where are you, right? And they're nowhere and, they're, and you're like, where are you? But it's that trust that you're cultivating in those moments when your guides are silent or um, the guidance isn't coming or nothing's happening is like, I'm planting a seed and I can't see the end result. I can't see that this seed is being planted, but I trust fully in the divine unfolding of my life. I trust where this path is taking me. I trust my soul for taking me here. And I trust that because I'm in this, I'll be able to get out of this, right? Because every time we're like, I can't get out of this. I'm stuck. Like I'm here forever. I'm on this looping. I'm never going to get out. And it's like, you have the reminder of every time that you did get out by that point, when you're you know further along on this journey to be like, well, I overcame X, Y, Z. And so therefore, I can overcome this too. And so you learn to be strong. And that's what the lesson is. It's like, can I be strong when the things aren't working, when the stuff's not showing up, when, you know, I've, I've been in this healing process for a while and I haven't seen the change yet. Can I hold that faith and that hope? Well, shit, this is what I needed to hear today. Mm. <laughs> Me too, babe. It's I'm speaking always, to myself. <laughs> uh, you know, it's always, always, always and never... Mm surprises me the people I have on here it's like yeah that's what I needed to hear mm. and I mm. and I want to share it like with everybody listening yeah that's that's been part of my journey too and this mm -hmm. past month for me has been like the depths of the depths since Thanksgiving I had a huge release mm -hmm. after eating dessert I was thankfully I was with my soul family so we were all cool but <laughs> had this huge release a whole night of fear just sheer terror and this victimhood in this past month has just been over and over. This lesson is coming up, mm. coming up, coming up. And I'm, I think it's what's really showing me is this deeper level of like where I need to love myself, that self-acceptance we were talking about, mm -hmm. where I do judge myself so much for. And I just wanted to be completely honest with everybody because mm -hmm. no matter where you are in your journey things are always coming up because you are able to embody more of the light just like beck was saying mm -hmm. and it's such a good reminder especially when you're in it to listen to things like this i love putting on some abraham when i'm in it just because like it always tends to be what i need to hear to just just soak it in even if i'm not really listening to it and my question to you beck is because i kind you know and it's more of an intuitive thing for me but like when you're really in it how do you balance just allowing yourself to feel versus mm -hmm. like for me breath work has really helped me move the energy then yeah. like all right i'm gonna get this fucker out of me you know like yeah. there's this yeah. balance where you don't want to do it too quick but i would love to mm -hmm. hear what you have to say 
<laughs> Absolutely. I was like, well, I haven't mastered this because yeah. I'm crying all the time. No. <laughs> um, before I actually, I want to go into this, but there was something you were saying, and I feel like it really needs to be received by your audience if you're receiving this as well. The number of sensitive people I've spoken to in the past like six months who are going through the same dark night, right? Like, and if you're sensitive, it means that you're tuned into the collective, you're tuned into the solar flares, you're tuned into all the shit, the energies that are supporting us, but they bring up some stuff. So I want to say like, you're not alone. And that's why it's so important to consume content like this, find people who are embodying that. And I always forget, right? I'm so in my own shit that I forget that I literally get put through this shit. So then I can talk about it. So people will be like, I'm not alone, right? <laughs> Cause I'm a channeler. So I pick up on all of these patterns and it's always the same themes. Always. Every time I speak to someone, they're like, I'm going through stuff around being angry at the masculine or supporting like, I don't know, whatever it is, right? The same themes. Um, yeah. And so my, I just want to speak into the actual themes that I've been going through in case they relate. So the themes that have been coming up for me have been around, um, like independence versus healthy codependence and being able to allow myself to be supported in my messiness, in all my emotions, like accepting myself fully and not pushing away my ugly sides or believing that I need to be more healed to have love. So I'm calling in sacred union. I felt him. He's like so close. I've had so many people be like, he's close. and I've like, it's like, I felt this a lot, but this is the first time I've been like, Oh my God, it's like, I can feel it. It's like, <gasps> um, and it's brought up so much stuff for me in like, not it's like how I've had people who can love me and support me in all my emotions in the depths and the darkness, but it's actually like, I'm, as I'm dating and opening myself up again, I'm seeing these men who can't meet me, can't hold me, like aren't capable of seeing me in all my emotions. And the question has been like, where am I not capable of accepting and seeing me in all of me and thinking that I'm too much. So I just wanted to add that in there because I feel like that's something that's processing through the collective right now. And the question that you asked was what's the balance. <laughs> So I have a tendency because I'm such a strong feminine polarity to just go straight into feeling the emotion. Like that's, that's always the way that I process. I allow myself to go fully into the depth of it. I think I'm a little bit of a masochist. I enjoy the suffering a little bit. I, I do, I'm, I'm being completely, I get off on it on some level, um, which is a whole level of shadow work that you can do where there's a, this book called existential kink and she sums it up really nicely. It's, it's like literally getting off on the suffering um, and the parts of you who desire that suffering. It's crazy. Like, it's like, whoa. So that's one way if I'm, if I'm feeling um, like I'm capable of taking it there and like getting off on it in some way and being like some part of me, wanted to experience this pain. And so I'm going to let myself just thrive in the pain and really enjoy it and not let that part of me um, not have her experience that she wanted to create. But usually what I do is I immediately just go into a process with myself, which means I put on some medicine music. I sit on the, you know, I lie down comfortably. I hold myself and I just ask the emotions to come up. Um, I have a bunch of um, like recordings and, and, um, tools and resources from other healers that I help to like, I receive them. I listen to them to help me to clear my field because I'm a healer. I do a lot of energy work on myself. So you said, you know, you do like exorcisms on yourself. It's pretty much that. So I like, I'm very good at like being with it and clearing it now. And I don't avoid it. The problem is perhaps that sometimes I, and I think this is a tendency of a lot of us who are very good at feeling things because we've opened to feeling it um, because we've gone from that, complete opposite of shutting everything down. And then we teach ourselves to allow the feminine and allow ourselves to be in the chaos and the emotion. Sometimes the trap in that is you get so lost in the emotional storm and the chaos that 
you aren't able to pull yourself out and see something else, um, which is when it becomes really helpful to have a, a neutral, like divine masculine, either presence in your life or your own divine masculine. Who's like, I'm going to let you have your, your chaotic <laughs> emotional storm. And, but at this time we're going to get up and have some breakfast or like, I'm not going to let you stay there forever. So set boundaries for yourself within that space of like, I'm going to go fully into feeling this all of today, but tomorrow, I'm going to get up and it's not like I'm going to force myself to not feel this, but I'm going to do something that feels good. So I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to eat some vegetables. I'm going to um, enlist help from a healer. Right. So for me, it's always, always number one is like, I just let myself feel it and release it that way. So crying, screaming, boxing, hitting a bag. Um, I've had to master extreme anger and always underneath that anger. Um, and it's like this, in my solar plexus is burning like my whole body's on fire with this anger right like i just could kill someone and whenever i release that anger in a healthy productive way so for me boxing has been my way of doing that always um then i recognize that underneath that there's sadness so it's like try to release the layers and see what's underneath this okay i'm angry why am i angry what's underneath this anger and get to the core layer and usually it's sadness or grief that's that's usually the um the core of it and can you ju just let yourself feel that and be with that and sit with it and not try and change it, right? And and it's so frustrating when you're feeling it because you're like, this feels horrible and I don't want to sit in this. But how can you just allow yourself to see that emotion as like a little child, right? And you can hold that child. And And if your child was having an emotional storm and they were crying, would you tell that child, get over it? Like, come on, fucking, or would you just sit with that child until they felt better and be like, hey... It's okay. I love you. It's you're safe. It's safe for you to feel this. It's safe for you to feel this. That's been my mantra. You are safe. You are loved. It's safe for you to feel this. It's okay. I've got you. I know that you feel sad right now, but I'm here. I love you. Right. And so it's being that divine presence for yourself, being God in that moment, um, which then enables you to feel God. Right. It's always like, I'm always like, God, where are you? I need your loving like umbrella of, you know, whatever. And it's only after I've said all those things to myself and held myself in that space that then I open up to those frequencies pouring in. And then it's incredible. And I'm lying there like, you know, snot running down my face, crying, laughing, um, <laughs> orgasming, all the things in this love bubble. But it takes me a while to get there because I'm so identified with those motions that I need to be that space for myself, right? Does that serve? I hope that serves. Oh, yeah. And I'm giggling because, yes, yeah, similar experiences. It's like, yeah. And then you get to the other side of it and you're just like, oh, my God. And just all the positive emotions. And I wanted to talk about, I because you said, mentioned it before, and kind of the, being angry at the masculine. Oh, my God. Part yeah. of it. Because yeah. I've been dealing a lot with the anger, too. This past, mm -hmm. I mean, past probably two years, but really past year, year and a half where I really had to, and now it's like a deeper level. And it's like, you really are like, really, did we kind of heal this already? And mm -hmm. it's always sadness or grief underneath it. And mm -hmm. I know for me, once it's kind of worked its way out, I start hysterically laughing. Because yeah, speak to that's my way of releasing as well. Yeah, yeah it's especially the sadness and the grief. And it, mm. this year, I have laughed so like just for five minutes, I can't breathe. Snot's coming down, like everything, you know. And that Crazy. so, you know, I wanted to share that because it's it's a, it's a goofy way, but we don't think of something as silly as laughing as a release. Mm -hmm. But those emotions I usually have towards my divine feminine getting 
that rage that like God is calling destruction, chaos mm-hmm. energy that just wants to I love to, that like, you said that. Yeah. Bur- you know, burn everything fucking mm-hmm. down. And it's been a lesson with me and my partner this year because he is a very strong masculine presence. Mm-hmm. And it's both of us kind of learning the balance from each other. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us women, especially healers and sensitives are waking up to this and see culturally feminist being, you know, what you resist persists. It's really like, fuck the patriarchy, all this kind of stuff from my energy. Yeah. But that's not, that's not I the agree. answer, right? It's 100%. not the answer. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear, mm-hmm. hear yeah, what yeah, you yeah. say. Yeah. So I actually, I've just started recording my own podcast and I did a whole episode about this like two days ago. So I'm like, yes, I can talk about this. I talk about this like extensively because it's such a core wound for the divine feminine. Um, And also like the masculine has this wound as well. Um, Because I believe that we've all been everything, right? Like through our soul's journey, we've all been everything. So this is not men are bad and women are great. I don't believe that. I've been the masculine burning down villages and pillaging and raping and all of that stuff. Um, So firstly, let that go let go of I'm a victim and I'm I'm holy and the, the men all suck right that's for, like let that go because <laughs> we've all been everything right <laughs> so I'm not I'm not shitting on men here I love men um but for me I had to go into the dark and we have to go into that dark feminine rage in order to feel the pain of the wounded patriarchy and what that's done to the feminine and when I say to the feminine I also mean oh I feel this like in my body so strongly in my room space, people are, I can feel on your call, people are going to be having, um, sorry, on the recording, people will be having this moving through them. And this is a beautiful invitation for you to release this. So if this is a core wound, I'm saying the supportive energy is here for you. Um, and every time I talk about this, I feel lots of stuff coming up because I think it's, it's such a core wound, but so what, what the masculine has done to the patriarchy, oh, the patriarchy, what they've done to the patriarchy, what they've done to nature. Like we've, harmed our mother we've raped and pillaged the earth we've destroyed you know the the force of our creation um we can talk about the abuse that women have suffered um at the hands of the masculine so i'm talking about and this is a huge trigger warning around sexual abuse um you know being our boundaries being crossed consistently um the fact that the goddess the, the feminine was seen as sacred and revered way back when and it's funny because it's like I, I kind of felt we might go into the witch wound today because it's witchy wellness and there's this wound right that the sensitive women or like souls that are here to do this work have around how the patriarchy has suppressed them and their gifts and their magic and their healing because they were afraid of that power right and so it's this power grab kind of from the masculine of I can't handle the the feminine um mystical quality of like the feminine is this mystical open being of pure creation and men sought to control that and so when these powerful women who were different or they were speaking out or they had these gifts or whatever it was they were shut down they were shunned they were excommunicated they were burnt at the stake and so it's this core wound that we have of like it's not safe for me to be in my power it's not safe for me to share my gifts it's not safe for me to be soft and vulnerable and you know the journey for me to open into divine feminine vulnerability again i did a recently i recorded something about this was letting go of that anger um, to enable myself to be soft and vulnerable and understanding that I can open and be soft and vulnerable and show people who I was without 
um, like negating my boundaries without letting people shit all over me. So that sacred rage, that Kali, that, um, that dark goddess is so necessary for us when we go into this process, because there's this layer of anger that we need to come to terms with. And it's like, if we were to feel all the grief of what's been done to the feminine without being in that state of anger, we would explode. Like it's just too much. So Kali is beautiful. She's actually what, (laughs) she was the first person I worked or being I worked with to open me to my gifts. And she took me to the depths of all of those things that happened to me. And she was like, look, look away. Don't look away. See it, be willing to see it. And it was anger. It was anger that I was processing. Like, how the fuck could you do this to me? I was just trying to help. Like how that's the, the, the core wound. It's like, we're just here trying to help and um, bring love into the world. And we've been so misconstrued and we've been so abused and so shut down. And it's this anger of like, look at what you've fucking done to the world. And I'm not standing for it anymore. So we need to be in that sacred rage, right? That's the first phase of the feminine is awakening into that sacred rage. And it's also to be able to call out that stuff and be like, I'm not standing for this anymore. It's like that mama bear rage of like, no, don't touch my babies. Like I'm not standing for that shit anymore and calling the masculine to rise, right? Like we need to be in that sacred rage. So the masculine steps up and starts supporting us. And then from that place of the the rage, then we can go more into the mother and the lover and the beautiful light feminine archetypes, which I love working with. They're so nice. I mean, I love working with the dark feminine, but um, that softness, that vulnerability, but we need to be able to clear all the stuff first, all that anger, all the rage before we can even begin to heal the relationship with the masculine. And that's also your inner masculine, right? So when I was clearing all this stuff with the masculine, It was my own masculine that I was angry, like where I hadn't shown up and protected myself, where I'd let someone violate my body, my sacred vessel, where I'd said no when really, uh, sorry, I'd said yes when I wanted to say no, where I said no and they disrespected me and still, you know, so all the wounding that I had, why, you know, a man didn't show up and protect me. He didn't protect what was sacred. And so... Yeah, I hope that does that answer the oh, question. I think yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And we can probably talk for like five more hours about, <laughs> yeah. about this topic. And I love what you said, like, you know, we need to be in this rage. We need that divine anger so we can stand up in that mm-hmm. mama bear energy. And so, of course, of co- I, <laughs> I had a dream last night that mm-hmm. my parents, my family, and even my partner were all there. And it was just silly everyday things, but it was like, they were doing all these things to me and I was so angry at them, but it was from this like victim anger. It was like, why w- would you do that to me? Like, you, it was just like this flabbergasted, like so mad, but in this victim energy for me right now, it's like, let's alchemize that into the empowered anger and, you know, just standing in my power. And I think I mean, a lot of the women working in the, you know, kind of the dark feminine, I know a lot of my witchy friends, we go through the same thing. It's like this victim anger and how can we start to allow that to shift to this more power? Because I think it's exactly what you talked about. I think it's just a different way of Mm -hmm. describing that, but. A sovereignty. It's sovereignty. sovereignty. Yeah. And that's, that's been honestly like my biggest wound has been this victimhood and you know what like part of me was a victim and I feel that wound because in in this lifetime in past lifetimes I was literally a fucking victim so I can't sit there and be like get over it move on like you know snap out of it 
because that part of me needs to process, but it's also like, okay, you were a victim. And so I'm going to stand up for you. I'm going to hold boundaries. I'm going to, and this is like this year I dealt with some, or last year, actually, I dealt with some pretty extreme psychic attacks and that sort of thing. And they ended up being the biggest gift ever because those beings in attacking me relentlessly and pushing me to my depths taught me sovereignty of like, it's okay for me to be angry and be like, get the fuck out of my energetic space. No, like, no, like when, you know, uh, setting a boundary and like, if you're dating or a man or whatever, and being able to say, no, leave my house, you cross my boundary, go. And giving like, it's so many of us are so sensitive and we're so loving and kind and sweet, and we don't want to hurt anyone. We have this people pleasing tendency, right? And so we don't stand up for ourselves. And we think that if we stand up for ourselves and we're strong, then we're being mean or, you know, it's not the loving thing to do, but sometimes the loving thing to do is to tell someone to fuck off out of your space because you're not available for that energy anymore. Right. And so that's the moving from victimhood to sovereignty is like, you can tell someone to get out of your space and still be loving. You can be like, yo, and this is kind of when you move into the mother archetype, right? With the masculine. So you're angry at the masculine. You're like, fucking, this is, this needs to change. Blah, blah, blah. I hate you. I hate all men. I want to, I, that was me. I want to burn down men everywhere. They fucking suck. Why can't we all just procreate with each other as women? And then what it happened, what happened was I was able to start to see the masculine with more compassion and love like a mother with a child and be like, Hey, this thing that you did not like I'm talking about in relating or whatever, this crossed my boundary. I'm not, you know, happy with it. I love you, but be fucking better. Like the energy shifts, right? Um, and how we relate to the masculine shifts because we just see that they're humans too. They're going through the same stuff. Can we not put this ridiculous standard on them that they have to hold and see them in their humanness and call them to be better. Like, it's like call them through us embodying what we desire and being vulnerable enough to ask for what we need, call them to their greatness. And if that person is not able, and now I'm talking about relating or union or any masculine energy in your life. If that person is not capable of rising to meet you when you challenge them in that way, then okay, say goodbye. Right. And that's the self-love boundaries piece of like, I won't tolerate anything that doesn't serve me anymore and isn't helping me to grow. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred, hundred thousand percent. And that's a lesson I've learned over the past few years. And I realized like, that's kind of where my darkness wants to go is like, even though my soul knows like a relationship is aligned, this relationship is aligned. Sometimes, sometimes that angry part of me just wants to go say, fuck off. I don't need you. I don't need anybody. Mm. But it's that discernment of like, am I, is it really not aligned or is it me just saying fuck all to all masculine and all men? And a lot of the times that's it. And I think we kind of get lost in that. <laughs> yeah. And this is the other, I just feel like to speak into this as well. Like for many women going into this journey, um, I was celibate for a really long time and I started having these crazy experiences where I was um, like having these full body ex experiences being fucked by the divine, amazing things happening. And I was like, I don't need a man ever. They're just like so useless and irrelevant and fuck them. Right. And I didn't even want to relate to men. And I was like, you're all beneath me. None of you are on my level. And that can be a problem with women on this journey because the women do go first. Like it's, 
we we're here to walk this path first and there's always every time you go to a seminar it's all women doing the work right like and i feel like now the masculine is starting to rise like i'm seeing it there's more men's circles there's more men standing up and talking there's more embodied masculine leaders but it's taken a while and so the temptation is like fuck it i'm just going to be on my own forever and i'm not going to open up to a man because no man can ever meet me but then it's just this whole like us or them separation Right. And so like the learning to soften and open your heart and let them in again and trust that they can rise and have faith and hope in them. That's our job as if oh, I'm getting really emotional. It's like, can we have hope and faith that the masculine is capable of rising to meet us and that we're not in this alone? And it's just there's so much grief for so many of us because we feel like we're in this alone and we're not being supported. And it's the feminine doing everything and the masculine's not supporting but it's, it's shifting. It is shifting. And I'm seeing more men starting to do the work and it's this ripple effect. Like it has been with the women when these leaders stand up, then the men will start to evolve and shift, but it, it starts with us. Right. And that's what we need to remember and realize like it starts with us first. And this is supposed to be done in divine union. This new earth is supposed to be done in divine union. It's not supposed to be us or them. And yes, it will be the feminine age like it'll be led by the feminine but the feminine needs that masculine support to build the structures and the temples and the fucking whatever yeah we're not going to put together bricks after brick like we're just not designed for that right and it's again this wave of feminism i had a conversation with someone the other day about how it's so harmful and what's happened in our society and the breakdown of family values and now men are becoming hyper emotional and women are um you know in the walk work for, for work sorry force um and it's it's essentially threatening our very essence as feminine and masculine polarities um, because now we have women who don't feel and are shut down and hard and hyper-dependent. And we have men who have no one to support because the women are like, I'm so strong and independent. I don't need no man. And then they're like hyper-emotional and men aren't supposed to be super emotional. Like I'm not saying be heart closed, but men are logical. So we can't expect them to process emotions the way that we do. Like they can have emotional awareness and that's beautiful, but they're not meant to be us, right? We have very different roles and we need each other. And so to shit on the masculine and be like, fuck the masculine, what have they done for me lately? Like we're really shooting ourselves in the foot because we need them and they need us. Like the feminine is literally the portal to the freaking divine. Like your pussy is a portal. <laughs> it's a portal to, to other dimensions. And in order for them to be uplifted to these places, we need to be willing to open and soften and yeah, just allow them to be taken there by us. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm. And I will mm. say, I, like, literally, this is my life, everybody, what I have been yeah. working on right now. And for me, I think an easy way, but some way you might not, like, overlook is for me to be fully seen mm. with him, and especially with my own creations. Mm -hmm. So before in past partnerships, they wouldn't really understand what I was doing or what I was talking about. But now my partner does and wants to just hear and support and, you know. But I get my darkness, this dark feminine, this rage wants to get so triggered for even him asking about anything I'm creating or doing. And it's really this process of me softening and allowing to be seen more and more. Because I know a lot of people, and it's important to do like the sexual energetic work too. But just like for me, just the things that I create in this world, like business-wise or podcast-wise, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, it makes 
total sense. It's the same thing. It just manifests in a different way where you might be getting short with your partner or the masculine and not realizing you don't feel safe to be seen. You don't trust it. Like it's that hyper almost that wall goes up, the hyper independence, Mm -hmm. like, fuck you. I don't need you to tell me what's good or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's hard and it it comes up in many ways. Like I'm like, I've had moments where I'm literally seen in, and I've had some beautiful, like, because of the work that I did, I had to do the work to get here, but I called in some men who've seen me in like full shamanic orgasmic chaotic trance states where we're together in this union. And I'm literally like speaking in other languages and doing grid work and all this stuff. And because they've been like, give me more, like I'm here, show up, give me more. Let's do this. How can I support you? How can I support you? Then we've been able to go to this place, which is like incredible. And the healing, cause I do like, um, like, yeah, grid work. So I do healing on the earth and I'm called to go to different places in the world to do that work. And so for instance, there was this one connection where I was in Mexico and we'd had a past life there together and we were brought back to do this healing work. And because this man was so conscious and capable of, not judgmentally just holding the space and being like, he kept asking, how can I support? How can I support? How can I support? And it made me feel so safe to just like, just go there. Right. I was in complete grief and rage and sadness. And I just let it all out. And I felt so safe to release that, that then it turned into this incredible, beautiful experience for both of us. But like, it takes courage to allow yourself to be seen in that space and held in that space because we're so afraid that, if someone was to see this, they would reject us. Right. And this is what's been coming up for me, which is really interesting. Cause I'm like, but we've had men that can hold and see us. Why are we now calling in men that can't? I've been going on dates um, to, I, I opened the potential of like being curious and open and just seeing kind of how I can refine what it is that I'm looking for. And I've gone on a few dates with men who are like open. I wouldn't say that medicine men, which is, I think that's what I need. I'm starting to see, but they've been open to a degree where they can hold what I'm talking about and they're curious and they're open, but there's some unsafety in my body of like, if I was to fully go into a trance right now and do the work that I'm here to do, or if, you know, shit got freaky when we were making love or whatever it is, there was a a ghost and I had to go full exorcism mode. I don't think they can actually hold that. And so then there was this sadness, like I was with this man and um, I, I literally started to cry because I felt like part of me, my spiritual self or my depths we're never going to be seen by this man. And my little girl was like, I'm so sad. Like he's not going to see me. And I had to leave. And he was like, it's okay. You can cry. And I was like, I actually could feel him contracting. And I knew he couldn't hold me in that moment. So I was like, actually I need to go. And I was like, I've got you. I love you. Little, little Beck. I've got you. I'm here. I'm going to take you away from this mean man. No, (laughs) but like, you know, I could tell in my body that I didn't feel safe. And so I had to remove myself. So it's like, you need to be able to discern when it's just your trauma playing up where it's your story of like because in the past that would be a story like this man can't hold and see me but truly he could versus your body is telling you it's not safe and in that moment my body was like recoiling and i could feel him like please don't do that freaky shit around me like i'm not okay with that and i was like well i'm not fully seen and accepted here so i'm going to go away and fully seen accept myself right so you need to be able to like self-soothe and self-protect and self regulate if that person can't meet you and then pick someone better (laughs) in the future no but just you know learn how to discern the difference um because that's where we feel so unmet it's like when we keep settling for people who can't meet us and then get frustrated because they're not meeting us but actually if you were to raise your fucking standards 
then you wouldn't have even gotten to that place because you would have seen the red flag of that person saying, Hey, I'm, I'm actually really freaked out by ghosts and I wouldn't be okay. If you did that, you'd be like, Hey, well, I'm clearly not the woman for you or whatever it is. Right. Um, and you wouldn't get yourself into that situation because you, you have a standard. So it's, it's sometimes it's hard. Like, is this my story telling me that this person can't hold me? Like you said, it comes up for you as your thing that you're constantly having to, is it a story? Is it just some wounding or is this genuinely because my body feels unsafe? And so the way that I've learned and I'm, I'm processing and working through is like teaching my nervous system and my body what safe feels like, and then being able to discern that with a connection. So I met someone recently who nothing happened, but just feeling his energy, my whole body was like, and I was like, this is nice. It's like being in a bath. Right. And then I'm like, that's my focus. Now I want to call in someone who makes me feel calm and not like oh my god this is my twin flame i'm having a whole fucking body reaction and like chaos and it must be true love and it's like babe it's a trauma bond right so teaching yourself what safe love feels like is what i'm trying to get at i can go on another five hour rant about that but i'm not going to because <laughs> we've been here a while <laughs> yeah, yeah no that was a beautiful way to end it and i think that's just part of your journey is discerning that and for me that's pretty much why I started the show. Like the tagline, your body and emotions are not in the way. They're leading the way. It's because I was in a relationship where my body got to the point where my emotions, but not, then my body was like literally screaming at mm -hmm. me, like, mm -hmm. get the fuck out. And as soon as I did, things that were happening in my womb space for over a year just magically healed, no mm. symptoms ever again. And so yeah. for me, it's like, these are just messengers, whether they're emotions or your body or energy. And there's no wrong decision because I think when we are on this journey, I get kind of like, well, is, is it this? Is it that? Is it this? You'll, yeah. It'll all flow to you. It'll all, you know, it'll all work itself out. So, and also like be okay to not know immediately yes, as well. Yes. Like that's a, sometimes I'm like, but I'm this channel and like, I'm so tuned in. Why don't I know what the answer is? And I get frustrated. <laughs> sometimes I have to just let it be and be like, the answer will come when it's meant to come. And I'm yes. going to sit in the not knowing, which I've been doing for a very long time and just be comfortable with that. Right. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Mac, for coming on here. This was it's been a pleasure. Yeah. An amazing aligned soul led journey. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. And we close out the show every single episode the same way. How may we, the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you and return today? I love that so much. It's beautiful. Um, I'm actually literally this week in the process of recording my own podcast, which is really exciting for me. I'm so fucking excited, um, which I will be releasing soon. So if this has resonated with you, head to my website. I think you're going to put a link in the show notes. or It's beckmylunis.com for those of you who are wanting to hear, I have a bunch of free activations on there and already some episodes that I've done with other people, which speak into some of those things, but I feel like my podcast is definitely going to be just fire. So yeah, just keep an eye out for that. Get in touch with me. And if anything that I said resonated, feel free to reach out to me. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Thank I'm you for sure. having me. Oh, you're so yeah. welcome. Oh, it was an honor. It was really, yeah, it felt so easy i felt the energy like this is what everybody needs to hear it's what we need to hear mm -hmm. yeah. yeah perfect thank you so much and remember open up surrender trust and let your body lead the way